This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. Thank you for stopping by. I was listening to this interview with this gal, Professor Dr. Lori Santos. She's in charge of the Happiness Lab at Yale. And she just said the most amazing thing the other day. Our minds are terrible at accurately predicting what will make us happy. I heard this and just immediately got what she was saying. How many times have I told myself something's going to be great? A party, a weekend away with the guys, a golf round, and it ends up sucking. How many times am I dreading going to something, an event, a party, a service, and it's life changing? Turns out, according to this professor, us humans are just bad at predicting what will make us happy. When I get this job, I'll be happy. When I marry this person, I'm going to be happy. Does this at all resonate with you, Mr. Keller? Yeah, it definitely does. And the more I thought about it, I, I kind of started peeling back the onion layers. But I mean, the most obvious um, across all all platforms is money doesn't make you happy. And I think one of the most common mantras of people, and even me at sometimes, like if I had this much, if I made this much per year, or if I hit the lottery, or whatever, but I also agree that um, I've been like, this party is going to suck and I've had a great time. And part of that's part of why I'm always like, just go just show up because you never know what's going to happen. But it made me think of Apollo 13. I saw that movie and I went in being like, this isn't going to be good, but I got nothing else going on. And that ended up being like one of the best things I've best movies I've ever seen, which yes, it's a good movie, but also like how many times have you been looking forward to a movie? So is it like, should we curb our expectations? Should we expect less of life to be excited? I don't think that's fully it, but I think there's something there. Yeah, no, that's what's kind of blowing me away about this quote. It's like, what am I supposed to do now that I know my brain is horrible at predicting happiness? We talked about this a lot of times. Memory, right? Our memories about things that have happened in the past are completely wrong. We talk about people at crime scenes, eyewitnesses at crime scenes. Imagine things that they want to see, but they never saw. So I'm trying to figure out now what to do with, so for instance, we plan social things with our families around things we think are going to make us happy. Is that even relevant anymore? I mean, I think it is because you need to be um, putting your efforts towards things that will probably make you happy. And I mean, a lot of times I think something's going to be awesome and it is something that uh, you sent an article on Oprah.com from 2018 that was about one of the Oprah staffers who did a, a four-week course with Dr. Is she a doctor? Lori yeah. Santos. And um, something I thought was really interesting that Santos said was about 50% of our happiness is genetic. And so only our mood is only dictated by what happens to us. And that's about 10% of it. I mean, you kind of talked about that in your premarital counseling. It's like, it's up to you to how you respond to something, but like, that's crazy that 50%, if this is true, or even any version of it, like some people are predisposed to being unhappy. And it's like, yeah, I could be happier, but it's not really worth the effort. And that's like a crazy thing to wrap my head around. Yeah. So like, I'm wondering back to this idea, like, am I just supposed to wander around life and just let whatever happens happen? Because I'm horrible predicting what I think is going to make myself happy. 
Uh, no, I don't think so. I think you should be open to letting things happen to you. But my take on it is, it's like, you can't just say it's out of my control. So whatever will be, will be because that's like ignoring, um, a red light, like something bad will happen. Like within certain confines, you need to, I think you should, um, try to strive the best to get what you want to make you happy, but like also realizing that um, letting things happen and reacting to them and, and being grateful for what you have. You know, I thought like of a, a practical application to this was, is the old idea of arranged marriage. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you think, you know what you want in a partner, but you know what? No, we're going to have someone else arrange it. And then, cause you're going to make a bad decision according to this happiness idea. Yeah. I, I've thought about that some where I think, a lot of that back in the day was you were getting an arranged marriage when you were 15 and thinking about who I was when I was 15 versus who I was when I was 30. I feel like I changed more in those 15 years than I would the 15 years after. I mean, I think you start to know who you are. And I think one of the most important things about happiness in a relationship is being okay with who you are and not looking into the other person to complete you, which is a little bit off subject on uh, Lori Santos's happiness research, but that's my take on that. So I heard this last week, and then I went into a situation this weekend, which I thought was going to suck. We we were in Santa Cruz. We were there all day long for a soccer game. It was super hot. And then we would promised my son that we were going to go to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. It was like a beautiful day. There's like a billion people to Santa Cruz Boardwalk. Now we're going to go wait in lines to go on roller coasters. Like, this is just going to suck. I've been hot all day. I want to shower. We haven't gone to the – and we bumped into some people – and we ended up ca- having a beer and chatting for like two hours. People and you I, knew or new people you just met? It, it was coach. It was some parents from this soccer uh, team. It, and we have been having a lovely day. I can't think we're going to go to the boardwalk to be miserable. And we ended up going there. Well, once again, a confluence of events. But it ended up being a great day and meeting some people I'd never known. So yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Wow, this just practically just happened. I think that's a, an example of not being too rigid in your plans where you're like, well, we which I fall victim to. I think you do less. It's like, this is what I said I was going to do. I'm going to go ride the rides. And you saw this opportunity of, Hey, we're supposed to be doing this, but this was presented in front of us. Let's go with that. That can be fun too. So I think it's having an open mind or an open attitude to go with the flow versus trying to be more static in what your plans are. That's what that sounded like to me. Totally. Totally. You know, the flip side of this, right? We don't know what's going to make us happy or it just sounds crazy saying it, but we also don't know what's going to make us unhappy. Right. We don't, we don't, we, we, so we need both of those things. So I, I really don't even know what I'm saying about this other than like, I have to kind of release a lot more in my life and just let it be. Yeah. I let it be, but also put things into motion that like might be out of your normal routine. The, again, back to this four week study that the, the staffers at Oprah.com or Oprah's company did one of them said that like they were doing a check-in and and this one woman said I was feeling lonely this week and I didn't have any plans and I reached out to a uh, newish friend and we had a great time and we both felt better or at least she felt better so it's like if you get into routine it's like well these are my friends and these are the people I hang out with whether it's friends or whether it's I should uh, pick up my crochet needle, like doing something different out of your ordinary routine can be a good way to jumpstart you into enjoying something more than you, than you might've otherwise. 
Last thing I'd like to say about more evidence that our brains don't even know what we're doing. They talked about in this uh, podcast I was listening to, the study that someone did in an elevator. Someone comes into an elevator, right, is holding like a cup of something, and then they turn to this person they don't know in an elevator, like, can you hold this cup for a second? I need to pick up the shuffle these papers. So they give them the cup, and then uh, they get the cup back, and then they walk out the elevator. And then they ask the person who had been handed the cup, what did you think of this person that came on the elevator? And if the cup was hot, they thought the person was warm. If the cup was cold, they thought they were a cold person. So it had nothing to do with anything other than the temperature of our cup. It just blew me away that our brains are just horrible about figuring things out. Yeah, I think I've never had that happen to me, but I'd be like, this person doesn't have their life together. That would be my first <laughs> judgmental thought. With me. <laughs> I got one more thing from this article. I don't know how much you remember from it, but one thing that stood out to me is that the data suggested that becoming happier is a lot like learning to play the violin or row crew, which this person wrote that as a bridge too far to play the violin or row crew. If you wanted to, do you feel like you could learn to do one of those if you started today? Yep. I, I think that's pretty easy. I had to I had to wade through a couple of judgmental thoughts reading this article, but overall I really enjoyed it. But uh that was one of them that made me be like, all right, come on, anyone can do that. <laughs> yes, anybody can play the violin. Yeah. Well, if you want to hold my cup of gazpacho, please reach <laughs> out. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller for Happy Larry. Thanks for stopping by.